Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. London, Helston and Milton. These are the three different settings used in Elizabeth Gaskell's North and South. Why has Gaskell used these three different settings and what do they represent in the novel? Well, we start the novel in London and in Harley Street, which is the height of fashionable society. The protagonist of the novel, Margaret Hale, is a slightly background figure in this early chapter because the real star of the show is Edith, her cousin, who's getting married. Now, Gaskell begins the novel with this and it's exactly what we would expect really in terms of a young um, Victorian woman in upper class society. Edith is marrying Captain Lennox um, and this is being celebrated and Edith is very much going down the path of a traditional Victorian woman. In the London society Margaret is somewhat separate really from the values that Aunt Shaw and the family hold and this is shown clearly with the wedding because Margaret can't be bothered with all the fuss of um, ordering all these different uh, garments and foods and really um, is looking forward to going home to Helston. So this brings in um, the setting of Helston which is this rural southern um, place where her parents live in a vicarage. So um, given that her parents were living in this quite out of the way quiet village they sent her to live in London with her aunt um, and also to be a companion to Edith and receive an education with Edith as well. It was a bit of a win-win situation for them as a family. But Margaret's never really seen London as her home. Um, She sees Helston as this kind of uh, beautiful idyllic rural place where she can walk outside and be free from the constraints of society. Um, And as she gets home to her parents, unfortunately, that idyllic image is somewhat shattered. Um, Firstly, because Henry Lennox, um, Captain Lennox's brother from London, turns up and gives her a bit of a shock proposal, which she refuses, showing that she's not going to go down the same path as her cousin Edith. But also because her parents are... Um, not as happy as she remembers and she realises her father is extremely burdened and her mother is complaining a lot about their situation. Her mother came from this um, more upper class family so in a sense her mother married down, she married beneath herself in terms of social status to Mr Hale who was a reverend in the Church of England, you know this is a middle class occupation that he has The benefits of being um, a vicar, obviously, is that they get the vicarage, their home, as part of the job. However, this is also a downside because Mr Hale's come to a point where, in conscience, he can't continue. So he's handing in his resignation. They're going to lose not only their livelihood, but they're going to lose their home um, and everything. And so he's planned to move them to this northern town, Milton, firstly because his friend Mr Bell says he can get work as a tutor there, um, but secondly because it's nothing like Helston. 
So this introduces our third setting of Milton. Um, and this is a fictional town, but it is based on Manchester. Um, and instantly, Gaskell paints this really dark picture, the lead-coloured cloud, um, you know, this kind of dark grey. And, and all Margaret can see is the dirt um, and the smoke from the factories. Um, and it's, it's a typical 19th century depiction of an industrial town. And obviously, since the Industrial Revolution, these kind of um, towns were all over the UK. Um, they were the places where people were going for work. Uh, the pollution was horrendous. Um, and there was obviously a lot of focus in the Victorian era on social conditions, um, the poor conditions of the working classes and the need to give people better education and better opportunities. Um, and also, I guess, the um, the fallout from capitalism, that the more people you've got grabbing wealth um, is at the expense of the poor. And you've got a few people owning the factories and then you've got everybody else working hard uh, in them and potentially being exploited, underpaid and treated extremely harshly. Um, and the only reason the factory owners could do this was because there was basically so much, you know, so many people waiting for a job that, you know, it didn't matter if they had to get rid of somebody, um, they just picked the next person in the queue. So Milton is um, a place where Margaret is fundamentally against everything it stands for. She loves the South and its openness, its natural environment, and she hates the pollution, the dirt and the smoke. But Margaret also hates the morality of capitalism, the principle of making money at the expense of others. And as she enters Milton, she does so with a very strong prejudice against factory owners and people pursuing wealth. So she categorises Mr Thornton as one of those people. It becomes clear through the novel that he's not. He's actually quite progressive in the way that he is open to ideas. His humble background means that he does genuinely empathise with people in poor working conditions. Um, but at this stage, it's really important to note that Margaret goes into Milton as an outsider and she takes the reader with her into this ugly, coarse environment um, and it's set up, the conflict is set up that Margaret's going to hate this place um, and everything it stands for. And that's part of the reason why she conflicts with John Thornton so much. Now, these three settings, uh, London and Helston and Milton, are all really pivotal in revealing more about Margaret and forcing Margaret to change. Because when she's in London, Margaret is essentially passive. She's a bystander. She's not part of this upper class, high society world, which her aunt is. And then when she goes to Helson, she also discovers that she can't just slip back into the role that she expected as the vicar's daughter. Um, she kind of enjoyed that role. She would go around the village with a basket, feeding the poor. Um, you know, teaching the illiterate to read, things like that. And she can't pick that role up because of her father's decision. So essentially, the geographical shift to Milton forces Margaret to confront 
her own prejudice and the things about herself that she prides herself on, her judgment, are the very things that Milton is going to bring into question as she's um, challenged beyond her knowledge. But it is important to realise that as we enter Milton with these kind of descriptions of the dirt and the poverty, this was very much, um, you know, what 19th century industrial novels focused on and the work of Charles Dickens is quite closely aligned with Gaskell's work here and Dickens was the one who was serially publishing this novel uh, in his uh, magazine so there's a close relationship between what Gaskell's doing here and in exposing conditions for the working class but she's also not doing something as simple as just saying all working people are bad, all factory owners are bad. She's actually going to suggest a lot of radical ideas for how society can be better unified. So these three settings enable her to do that. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests, so if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.